I learned that it was just so much easier to rely on myself and my own name and like reach out to people that find my work likable and connected with me and just have it be more relational than just kind of bidding and like doing production work for clients that had no relationships. So it was really like developing relationships with people, um, having the word of mouth out there, asking friends if they know anybody who needs work, just so that it could just be more meaningful. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. On this week's episode, I'm excited to speak with Peggy Bree, who is a passion-filled creative entrepreneur from Toronto, Ontario. She has a remote agency called Blank Room, a brand design agency that also publishes founder stories and resources to help motivate the curious entrepreneurs. She launched a book called Branding Quickies, a collection from 20 badass women killing it in the branding game. Listen on to find out how Peggy has been able to create a passion-filled creative business. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here with Peggy. Hey, Peggy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. So before we get to your incredible start, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah. So just a little bit about me. I'm currently, well, my home base is Toronto and I'm pretty much like a part-time digital nomad. I started the digital nomad life about a few years ago, like full time. And then now I'm just like home base, just just kind of taking it slow and like moving about at my own pace. So I'm a creative director slash designer. Right now I have my own agency called Blank Room, which we focus on helping others kind of launch their brand and their design and anything art direction related. And I think I live an offbeat life because I think living, like having touched base in that digital nomad lifestyle is like pretty offbeat. It's a pretty cool life, life to like experience. I think that it's really like out in the norm. It's like not, yeah, it's not typical, but it's, it's also so interesting. And I think that's what makes it so offbeat and so out of the ordinary and so out there. And yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Well, Peggy is really incredible because she actually got me and a few other incredible women to do this incredible book. And a lot of those females will actually be on the podcast as well. Peggy, can you tell us a little bit more about the book that you allowed us to all create and what it's about? Yes, I'm just so excited about the book still. So the book is called Branding Quickies, and it is basically a condensed book full of wisdom, authentic insight, 
And it's all written by like 20 amazing women. And they each give their tips, their stories, advice, their brands. And they just, yeah, just kind of like condense it all in the section. I guess like the idea just started when I was just, it just came up to me randomly. And because I, I love creating, I love like bringing projects together. I love, I love making ideas real. So I, I just started thinking about how cool it would be to kind of have a bunch of founder stories condensed in a book. And yeah, the idea came to be. So it, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's kind of cool to have like a lot of women that I know personally in the book and, and have everyone like be connected in a way. Like how like a lot of them, like even you, like you were referred by Hyona and, and it was, it's just so cool to have everyone connected that way just so it could feel very genuinely like full of love. And yeah, I'm just, I'm still so excited about it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited about that book as well. And it really got me to connect with so many incredible females who are really badasses in their industry and they're just doing so well with it. And it was really great to actually read their sections too, because Peggy, you also surprised us with everyone's type of um, information that they were giving as well. So that was pretty awesome when it was finally out and to be able to have it and hold it in your hands is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that when I wrote the proposal invitation, I also wrote like a little sample of how the section would be like, right? So I even followed that structure that everyone else is going to do. So when submissions just came in and I saw everyone write in, in that structure, it was just so interesting. I knew that it would be so interesting for everyone else to kind of read what everyone else wrote in the same structure that everyone followed. So that was pretty, I don't know. I, I love that part. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, the structure was all similar, but the stories were so different and they had yeah. all different types of valuable information and tips for all of us, really. And everyone's story was so incredible. Now, Peggy, let's go back before you even started your agency. What was your life like and how did you begin to leap into the unknown to start your own company and be a part-time digital nomad? Yeah. So right out of school, I've been already freelancing and I did a lot of freelance design, a lot of freelance like social media management, a lot of freelance web design. So I was a full-time like freelancer in that sense. And from there, I just, that was when I kicked off that digital nomad life. And that was when I moved to Mexico and just freelanced away and using my creative talent to help companies, to help like other agencies and just be really like involved in this, in like, in this like digital sense and this internet and this like entire realm of like what it's like to work remotely. So it was a lot of like freelancing and actually in Mexico is where I met Andrea, who's like in the book and she definitely inspired to do more things online and more remote related like work gigs and that was pretty awesome to open that like world up and yeah so then I've I've always been freelancing full-time just freelancing using my creative talent yeah so far I've lived in like Mexico and Thailand and Peru and Colombia as of right now like I I'm like in Toronto kind of taking things slow and yeah that's kind of where I am well that was a really 
amazing thing that you started and you you were able to do this with the help of so many different people. And I do know Andrea and she's such an incredible inspiration. All of the stuff that she gives us, especially on Instagram, are just so valuable. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's definitely one of those people that will really get you going for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just very cool when you're when you step out and you connect with other entrepreneurs because it's it's just so collaborative and everyone is just so willing to help each other and and help each other like move in like a next step or just like work on exciting projects together. And I think like that world just excites me and it's just so fun to be a part of. And I love, I definitely, I love that. Now, Peggy, let's go back to when you first started your freelancing gigs or even now as an entrepreneur, we all have that what now moment when we are finally doing what we set out to do. And we have this moment where we're saying, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What now? What was yours like and how did you handle it? I think that because I've been like freelancing for so long and I think that there was just no hesitation when it came down to just having my own like branding agency and like have it all be under one umbrella. Like there was just like it was always in me so when it came like when it when it came back to like Toronto like after living such a like awesome and like nomadic life i just started to realize you know what it's time to kick off that like what was in my mind for so long to really bring forth this like branding agency and like there's just no hesitation so i think just coming back to Toronto and just realizing like hey like i still want to move like later in the future too I need to you know and I love doing this like let me let me kick this like now and I think that was that moment of like hey let me like have that structure of blank blank room kind of set up and like slowly kind of like add more into it with like my freelance experience and and experience like meeting other people who are all who have agency of their own and and just kind of really bring it together, like to have something to call my own. So that moment was like pretty pivotal. <laughs> Having an agency seems like so much work, right? So if somebody was listening to this and they were thinking about doing it, what would be the first steps that you would recommend to do if you want to start your own? Yeah, I definitely think that having, because for me, the agency's like solely remote and to have all like the management stuff kind of like all the foundations there like that needs to definitely be set up in the beginning so to kind of so for me I'm using things like Trello and Basecamp and Slack and just even simple things like Excel to kind of daily track any like to kind of keep that daily tracking going to really have like that foundational I guess software or tools like set into place and organized well, I think that will definitely help anybody who is looking to start an agency because there definitely needs those tools to be implemented so that any future flows could be flowed well. And yeah. One of the things that most people are really concerned about, especially when they're starting a freelancing type of life and starting their own business is where they get their clients. 
Mm-hmm. How were you able to do that from the beginning? And how do you continue to find your clients? Totally. So for me, because I was out of school, it probably seemed like, oh, I'm never like, no one's going to hire me. I'm just out of school, like freelancing, like there's no way, but it's, it, there is a way like I was able to kind of build up my online presence and have my portfolio like created so that I can like reach out to clients. I could post about what I do online. And I remember at the beginning I used Upwork, even though I definitely stayed away from stuff like that because it kind of locked you, it locked me in and only worked, like just savagely like looking for work and, and like bidding proposals that are just, it's just so competitive. I learned that it was just so much easier to rely on myself and my own name and like reach out to people that find my work likable and like connected with me and like just have it be more relational than just kind of like bidding and like doing like production work for clients that had no, I guess, uh, yeah, no relationships. So it was really like developing relationships with people, having the word of mouth out there, asking friends if they know anybody who needs work, just so that it could just be more, I guess, more meaningful and more connected and that way. So I guess all in all, it's kind of just like, it was a lot of word of mouth. It was a lot of putting myself out there online. Um, it was a lot of like, making sure that like the online presence online was like good and that everything was cleaned up. And like, cause it's like, you have to walk the walk. I mean, you have to walk the talk. So if, so you really have to show what you can do and like showcase it in a way that like they, people would want to like have you like hire you to like work for them. So just really establishing like a good portfolio is like really important. When you were looking for your clients, you said it was word of mouth and also looking at your friends and asking them. What about when you were actually searching for them? Were there specific sites or maybe Facebook groups that you want to to find those clients? It was definitely Facebook, some Facebook groups, but it was also like outreaching to like different agencies or like, let's say I really want to. So there, cause I, I love kind of like the wellness and like that industry. So when I looked upon, like, I remember looking upon existing, like, I guess like cold pressed juice sites and then just kind of like contacting like the owners and like asking them, Hey, like, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. Do you need help? And, you know, sometimes there won't be any replies, but like to really like find ones that connected with me just so I can build a strong like portfolio. So it was the kind of like contacting like companies that related to me. And I did use like Facebook groups. Facebook groups are awesome to kind of like ask, here's like my portfolio. Does anybody need any like design or like management or, or anything? Just it's, totally like putting yourself out there and like not being afraid and being proud of your work and having confidence and showing that and having confidence and knowing that people would want to pay for it. So yeah, you know, like Facebook groups for sure. But even like from like meeting people from Facebook groups, like after you complete a project, you can just ask them like, Hey, like, like, let me know if you know anybody else who's looking for it. So it's just kind of really keeping that all like ongoing and having 
to build a relationship with everybody. And I think that's like the best way to go about it. I love those tips, Peggy, because you're right. Relationships and follow-up is so crucial to creating a business that will last a lot longer, right? Now, what about the biggest setback that you're currently encountering as an entrepreneur? What is that like for you right now? Well, as of right now, because like right now I'm in Toronto and I'm kind of taking things slow, I just kicked off Blank Room in the book. And right now it's currently like my side biz because I'm working full time like in Toronto for a bit before I move again. And I think that's kind of like a setback sometimes when I think about it because you know, you start to think about, oh, I should be like full time doing all this. Like I love doing it, you know, full time is the ultimate setback, you know, especially in the in the entrepreneur world, everyone's always like, you know, the corporate life is the ultimate setback and stuff like that. And I think like for me, with this setback, I kind of look at it as like everybody's on their own pace. And like, because my mindset is forever, like, entrepreneurial and forever kind of digital nomad focus like it's like embedded in me and like even when I'm working full-time like I know that this is just temporary and I'm gonna still it's a side biz I'm still gonna add to it I'm still motivated to you know grow it and like I'm gonna get out of this soon and you know there could be times where I might come back but like yeah like and just being okay with it and yeah I think it's definitely like a, a setback or like Sometimes it's really easy to look at what everyone else is posting. You know, you have to quit your nine to five. You have to do this. You have to do that. But at the end of the day, like you mentioned, we have to all go at our own pace because we can't rush when we're not ready. You know, we can't push things and we can't force ourselves to do certain things that we're just not there yet. And I think it takes a really specific amount of time to be able to do that and you can't Mm -hmm. force yourself and what you're doing right now is something that you need to do in order to prepare for that lifestyle so if you're all listening to this and you feel like you're not there yet that's fine we're all in our own time Mm -hmm. don't force yourself to do anything that you're not ready to do but also don't slack at something and be like, well, I have all the time in the world because you yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, <laughs> There has to be a balance, right? Totally. Because like, it really isn't an overnight thing. Like it really takes so much time to grow something. And like, I know that before when I was freelancing and doing like that digital nomad life, like that still took time because like, I even went to school for like, you know, creative and design and advertising. And so I was able to build a portfolio during school. So like, you know, that took time too. So like, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to go freelance and be a digital nomad tomorrow. It was totally like developing it slowly and kind of building that online presence and kind of building that portfolio to kind of kick off. But yeah, it definitely does take time for everything. Yeah, I mean, with me too, when I first started this, it was during my nine to five. And I think a lot of people underestimate how much work it actually needs and how much preparation you need to do in order to leap into this lifestyle. I mean, Mm -hmm. granted, there are people who just opt 
and leave. But remember, they also probably have a lot of savings. They've been planning this. So for the most part, nobody just leaves a job with zero money in their pocket, you know, unless you're living with somebody and they're paying for everything, which is not what everyone can do. So just take your time if you need it. Mm -hmm. And don't compare yourself with other people's journey. I know everyone says that a lot, but it's so true. You'll Mm -hmm. just make yourself go crazy if you keep comparing. It is so true. That is so true. Especially because the online world just, you know, even social media is just so rapid. You just see everybody from like the surface and you really don't know like what their progress is like because I know that a lot of people thought while I was in Toronto I was still just like hustling and like just focused on like blank room in the book but I'm still like working full-time so like it's just interesting how like you know social perceptions online can really dictate a lot of things and people just compare Well, that's what happens when you're looking at social media and you think everyone's living this amazing life. Meanwhile, the reality is we're all huddled in our home office or a desk somewhere, not in some exotic place. You know, we're, we're in our little corner and it's not always glamorous as what everyone thinks it is. And even if you are traveling full time, it has a lot of different stressful factors to it that I don't think we think about enough. I mean, the Mm -hmm. mental capacity you need in order to really succeed in this is also pretty heavy. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So when you're preparing for the digital nomad lifestyle as you are now and you want to go into it full time, how Mm. much money are you preparing to save before you set off? And how are you planning to make sure that you are budgeting this so that it'll last? I think because I was able to kind of have that experience already, I kind of knew what it would take to kind of make things sustainable or like make sure that this time around there wouldn't be like much complications as like the times before and like learning from like like just starting out. So this time around I'm I'm definitely looking into like having like multiple, multiple sources of income and not just rely on, you know, my only just like freelance design, like a, a website project to kind of make me last for like two months, which was what it was before. But like this time around, just making sure that there's like multiple ways to like back myself up and just in case and kind of like making sure that like, I guess like budget wise that I wasn't just living because I remember like back then when I was like in Mexico, I would be like working on like a web project, that web project would be like, I don't know, 1500. And then I would use like obviously like 500 of it for like rent and then like for food so it was kind of it was like so like very it was very like living for projects like and surviving and I don't want it to be just like surviving this time around I want it to be like yeah more sustainable like having more things coming in and not just relying project to project basis which is kind of hard for like beginner freelancer who's like doing the digital nomad life because like you would want to take in like one big project and then that takes up most of your time and then Yeah. So like this time around, just making sure that there's like more multiple streams and not just relying like project to project basis. You definitely don't want to earn things and that's it, right? You don't want to. Yeah, exactly. 
you definitely need multiple streams of income. And I know a lot of people talk about this, but it's so true. I think every single freelancer you will talk to will understand this. And we can't stress this enough. If you can, you should. And if you're not, you should create more multiple ways to create income. Even if you have a full-time job, I feel like it's always Mm -hmm. good to have something on the side because you never know what's going to happen. We all think that having a nine to five is so secure. I don't think it is because once you mm-hmm. lose that income, you actually have nothing else. So I think that's even scarier than being a freelancer and you have multiple streams coming in. So at least you're more prepared. Yeah, that's so true. Because I'm like looking at like my sister who's like working like, you know, just solely basing everything on like her nine to five and she doesn't have any like side gigs at all. And like, I'm grateful that I can use like freelance talent or like, you know, different ideas and projects to just make multiple streams happen and like slowly preparing more and more so that I can finally, you know, go full time digital nomad again. It was just so fun. And I loved it so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different experience, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's definitely so fun. And like, it's just like even like going like a cafe on like a random Tuesday at a different location and like working on like a project that you love to do. Like I, that feeling was awesome. And that feeling just doesn't die in me. It just, just, I just want to grow it more. <laughs> so Once you get hit and bit by that bug, that's it. You're done. That's all you yeah. want to do, right? <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Now let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? I just want to be remembered to be like a really inspirational person that in itself can help other people. Because I think from 50 years from now, I want to be so excited to say, hey, I, you know, I lived here, I lived there, and I, I definitely you know, fully lived out what I wanted my life to you know, be and like to really say that I did do it is totally what I want like 50 years from now. And just looking back and to be able to look back and say, you know, all these things, like, you know, even like sad things that happened, like, you know, those never stopped me. I still did it. And just to be proud of it. I think that's very exciting. Are you working on anything currently that is really exciting to you? Well, I'm working on like one branding project and I'm kind of preparing like the next book it's like interesting because it's like so many people are interested to be in it like right now I'm just I'm just kind of letting it the idea settle but I think that the next book should be very it'll be very different and very interesting so I that that's in my mind I haven't set that out yet but that's what I'm working on and yeah, not much. Just like a few branding projects and that the next book. <laughs> Perfect. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can definitely find me on Instagram. So it would be just at Peggy Bree. And you can follow along Blank Room's Instagram too, at Blank Room Design. And yeah, just say hi to me. I, I love meeting online friends. I love meeting people like and talking about their journeys and talking about what they want to create and just I just I love I love being that space thank you so much Peggy for being here today I really appreciate all the knowledge that you gave us yes I'm so happy to have you and I'm so happy to have you in the book it's so cool that 
that the book exists and and your section was awesome like it was just like full of realness condensed and just straight up like hey like this is how you do it this is how you monetize this is how you brand like I, I love that it was so good yes and make sure that you all go to Amazon and look for branding quickies by blank room thank you so much Peggy I really appreciate it thanks for having me I hope you enjoyed this interview with Peggy. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to create an online presence that will land you clients. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold. <laughs>